Welcome. Welcome, welcome. First Here we are. Legionnaire podcast. After lots of uh many trials, trials many and tribulations. We've been talking about this forever, haven't we, Kel? This has been probably a year long discussion since last year this time when we finished the clone wars we're like oh bro we gotta we really gotta take our nerddom and bring it to the public we gotta tell everybody else about the conversations you and i have over the phone (laughs) well you you've always wanted to make a podcast you said because you've been inspired by yeah the people at collider christian harloff yeah collider's podcasts and harloff's podcasts are always really fun to listen to they're the Jedi Council one is really fun to listen to. And Collider Live was on. It was really fun to listen to. And I was like, well, you and I can do that because we're like funny guys, kind of. But officially, welcome to the first episode of the Legionnaire podcast. We, uh, we've we been trying to get this set up now for the past month. I realized after a period of time, we just keep talking about this. We keep saying, oh, we should do a podcast. We should do a podcast. And I realized... Bad Batch is coming up. Disney Plus shows are just ramping up right now with Marvel and the Snyder Cut had just come out. And I realized if nobody hops on this train, it's never going to happen. So I was like, screw it. Let's start making a podcast. So finally, after a lot of uh, work, lots of hours trying to figure out where to record and what to do, we're finally here and on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Greatest the best holiday it's the best i don't care what religion you observe but you have to say my opinion (laughs) best holiday i i saw on the star wars instagram page today they had a bunch of uh cool different artworks they they went out to different artists and they asked them to make different uh versions of the show like clone wars and the movies the one that they released for the clone wars was so cool because it was from season seven and speaking of season seven, a year ago today, what came out? The greatest, arguably the greatest piece of Star Wars content besides the Empire Strikes Back. I, the only reason that Empire Strikes Back is number one on my Star Wars movie list is because if they released the last four episodes of Clone Wars as a movie, it would be number one because I grew up with Clone Wars and it was just the greatest arc of star wars content ever released and i don't think i've ever been as emotional as i have than i was watching the siege of mandalore arc oh yeah i mean like we both were like yeah i cried like five times during that entire like just the entire arc. well and i saw it's also like a long time coming like it's been going since we saw the movie we saw the clone wars movie theaters and of course you and i were dumb we we're like oh that movie is so cool and like Shout out to our old babysitter for taking us to see the movie. Yeah, Drew is probably, maybe he'll watch this and be like, oh, God, look at these nerds. They didn't, (laughs) they're still talking about this like 12 years later. (laughs) Yeah, the movie wasn't as good, but if you would have told me 12 years later, 20 year old me would be in my parents' basement crying over the Clone Wars finale. I'd be like, really, we really aren't helping. We really aren't helping our. Our ah. yeah we're crying in my parents basement over the clone wars yeah it's great that <laughs> yeah, was covid times it's not that big of a deal yeah but we don't live on our parents we don't we don't live with our parents right now no we we're, we're moved <laughs> we have out to now. say that we have to we're, publicly say we do not live in our parents basement right now we've moved out we're not the the stereotypical star wars geek fan 
no, we're not George Costanza. We are, we are established young men who still cry over Star Wars. <laughs> well, you may be more established than myself, but we still got work to do. But yeah. I was thinking today. I was when I was walking. I was thinking about the Clone Wars Siege Mandalore arc from last year, and I will always remember when Order sixty six was about to happen, and Rex was holding up the pistols to Ahsoka. I was fine. Like mentally, I was just sitting there and I was processing what was happening. And when he was telling her to find fives and he shot his pistols at her. Spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I mean they probably behind. should know that. Like, but listen. Yeah, it's been a year. You should have seen this by now, but sorry. But when he shot the pistols at Ahsoka and Anakin's dark deeds started playing, I never when I say I never broke down faster than I have ever before. I mean it. He shot those pistols and the music started playing and I was like an eight-year-old kid again. The waterworks came and I was like, ah, 12 years of character development and all of these iconic Star Wars characters just, it was hard. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, there's a few points. What were you going to say? Well, so today, now a year later, we come back. To Clone Wars Part Two, yeah, basically, this is like, yeah, well, the, the, we have it in the show notes. It's like the opening title is the Clone Wars, and it just burns into the Bad Batch. It's basically Dave Filoni being like, ha 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 ha, here's the Clone Wars, but we're gonna rename it the Bad Batch. <laughs> I, He's like, hey, hey guys, remember you guys wanted this, so I'm gonna give it to you. It was funny because when the Clone Wars ended last year. Everyone was saying, bring the Clone Wars back. We know you have episodes that are unfinished. We want you to make them. And finally, unfortunately, it's not the same stuff that they had in in their plans, but it's the Clone Wars Part 2. And I've been waiting to talk to you about this for all of today because we've avoided speaking to each other until right now so we can get each other's initial reactions. But do you want to start at the, the very beginning of... The episode we, you had mentioned it earlier, where it burned from Clone Wars into the Bad Batch. Yeah, and it's like it's Dave Filoni being like, "Hey guys, I'm wearing my cowboy hat. I'm doing all the cool stuff. I know you guys like. Here we are. We're in <sighs> that man. We're in the Bad Batch, dude. He's like, I swear to God, Dave Filoni never misses. He's just like, he's just sitting at the plate, just cranking homers. <laughs> he's just like, like, oh, cool. But so. After that title intro where it goes into the Bad Batch, I always had a sneaking suspicion that it was going to pick up before Order 66 happened, but yeah. it picked up like it showed Clone Wars animation during Revenge of the Sith. And I saw that and I was locked in immediately. I was yes. pumping my fist. It was eight in the morning and I was like, let's go. I'm so excited to see this. And it just warrants more on why they should make revenge of the sith in clone wars animation because that's been a big thing now for the past year where people have been trying to make an animation style from the clone wars into revenge of the sith and seeing general grievous's character model from last year into this year's show yeah i was so i saw that and i was like this is so cool i'm finally glad that i get to see more of it and they showed a little different things where anakin and obi-wan had saved palpatine from the ship I don't, yeah, I'm trying to think now like of cutting, other things. Yeah. 
Well, it's it's because like last year, like you and I were like we went bananas when we saw the new character model of Grievous. We're like, oh my god, this is amazing! I can't believe they just made this model and they're not going to use it for anything else. Well, lo and behold, Dave Filoni knows all, and he's just like, oh yeah, we're going to use it later in the Bad Batch. It's like we got it made just for later. We got it made just for later. I guess. Well, I'll get into. Uh, yeah, there's other other new character models that I think we'll probably be seeing in the Bad Batch that will probably warrant us to be screaming and pumping our fists at six, seven, eight in the morning. Yeah, we got we got a whole season ahead of us to worry we about. Have, we have plenty of weeks ahead. But yeah, and my I have in my notes big fan of seeing Revenge of the Sith footage in Clone yeah. Wars, and Perhaps. I uh, it made me so happy to see. But so. After we see a bit of Revenge of the Sith and catch up on where we are in the Star Wars universe, we pick up with Caleb Dune, who is actually... Who's Caleb, who is Caleb Dune? You t- t- who is Caleb Please Dune? Oh, I so heard t- that, and I was looking, and I was I thought to myself... I well, you even- know, before you get into this, we saw Caleb Dune. We saw him? We saw him last year in the Clone Wars. We did. We saw him in the Clone Wars. He was with his uh, master, Depa Bilba. I think Balava. I, Balava, I don't remember. I don't know how to say her name, so yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to try and butcher it. But I, I already did. So funny. we They're saw him in Star Wars to butcher. <laughs> we saw him and his master last year, and it, I thought it was just a cool little. Oh, here's Kanan. This is nice. But so this year we pick up with Kanan and his Jedi master, and they are currently fighting the droid army. I don't remember what planet was on exactly, but. They were fighting the droid army and they were being pushed back pretty hard. And I was like, oh, wow, this is actually kind of interesting because we saw Kanan in Rebels. Not the biggest Rebels fan that there is. You know, I, yeah. I just Kanan, think because we didn't watch it. I, I just, we didn't like grow up with it. Like it was just like, we're like, ah, oh, this is kind of cool, but like, whatever. Yeah. I was more angry at Rebels because I felt like it was the reason Clone Wars got canceled. So I always yeah. had sort of a sneaking grudge against, against it. But. They had episodes that were really good, and to give credit, it's Krebels. I can't Krebels. speak. Krebels, come on, welcome to, to give Rebels its credit. Kanan was my favorite character in the whole show because Kanan, to me, exemplified what it meant to be a Jedi Knight. And when he showed back up in Rise of Skywalker as well, where he said, "In the heart of the Jedi lies her strength to Ray," that was one of my favorite lines of the Jedi yeah. who spoke to her because I just thought that was. It made me emotional. All of that stuff from Rise of Skywalker made me emotional when they spoke to Ray. But Kanan's line was specifically one that stood out to me because of that. So we pick up with Kanan. And I was a little surprised at first because I didn't think that it was going to start out with that. But I saw it and I was like, oh, I'm down for this. And I remember seeing in Rebels that they had said his master had died to Order 66. So I didn't think of that yeah. at first when we were watching the show. And I was like, oh, man, this is this is really cool. I'm a fan of this. They're being pushed back and they need reinforcements. And who pulls up? The Bad Batch. Oh, the boys pull up. The title character. Okay, can we please talk about before we get before we get any further? Can we please talk about how freaking Kanan like, dude, listen, I understand, like, you need to, like, voice, right, like, to people, oh, that's Kanan, yeah, the voice sounds similar to Kanan, but, dude, he's, like, 10, and they have, like, him sounding like he's 40, he's like, hey, master, I found that, I got reinforcements on the way, and you expect him to sound like a little kid, it's like, hi, yeah. no, it's he, like, I heard him speak, and I was like, was like this... what the heck, <laughs> like, I, it's, I, I know it sounds like Kanan from Rebels, but mm-hmm. this isn't Rebels right now, 
it's like okay well i just like it's one of those things you're just like okay well i guess i'll just I just have to accept this and move on but it was just it was so weird at first it's like this little tiny kid who shows up and he's like hey master i got <laughs> reinforcements are coming on <laughs> it's like oh good lord yeah it didn't fit as well where ahsoka ashley Eckstein vo- voiced her in clone wars and rebels because that fit a little better and then in, when the mandalorian came out they had uh, rosario, rosario dawson. dawson they had her and I, she's about i think what 30 25 30 years older by the time and she's that comes similar out. in age to ashley Exton. yeah they're, they're both similar in age but like rosario dawson was like a logical like progression like, okay she's like an older she's a woman now like okay i can accept the voice being rosario dawson but like kanan voicing a 10 year old version of kanan or yeah, yeah. Well, i don't know the voice actor's name but it was just like a little weird but it, it was a little goofy at first hearing that it was like oh well i mean i can picture it but it happens but so the bad batch pull up and they're helping kanan and his master push back the separatist forces they do it with e- ease yeah it's, it's not like, even a challenge for them shouldn't be surprised by what they can do yeah just yeah. pull up like this is what they do but the big thing, <laughs> the big thing, I'll let you get into this. Well, it's like you're sitting there and you're kind of sitting there and like we know like, OK, well, this is beginning of the Sith. And then like the commander says and tech says, he's like, well, I don't think you're going to need our help anymore. And like, well, why is that? It's like, well, I think, well, Obi-Wan Kenobi is just engaged General Grievous on Utapau. And you and I are both like, oh, OK, well, everybody who's knows is like, OK, well, he's he's there. We're probably pretty close to Order 66 happening. Like, OK, so this is probably going to happen within the next few minutes. And all of a sudden we're sitting like we see um the master balaba she like turns around and you see the clone walk off screen and he like touches his helmet and i'm like oh god here we go again mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you just hear like one more she, time she's like commander what is it and he's like look or captain what is it and he looks at her and he pulls up his gun i'm like oh god here we go again he starts I shooting was, i was getting a little emotional seeing yeah. that again because it's sad I, I mean i'm not super i didn't i don't really know these jedi that much and i know kanan survives but yeah. still just seeing it again it just it makes me sad like it's it's the clone wars and that's my favorite war in the entire star wars art um saga so it makes me yeah. sad seeing it again well you also think about it from the perspective of caleb or caleb caleb dune um kanan so like he's he's a little kid watching his master like who's taken from his kids so or taken from his parents so he he doesn't like have an attachment like or a, like a mentor role in his life and what he has is his master and he watches his master get gunned down before his eyes where the people are supposed to be protecting him in the republic so he's like what the hell is going on and he takes off into the woods and then hunter being god dude hunter is so cool oh my god mm-hmm. he's he was a he's a gorgeous man he's a yeah. gorgeous man he's got a cool face tattoo he's got long flowing hair and a bandana he's like rambo just like put into star wars but like less uh, i mean imagine if hunter was, imagine if hunter is voiced by sylvester so like you know when i need to kill you it's the i want to help you we don't want the jedi being killed well i also think you say how good he looks but this is credit to the animation team oh, yeah. oh my gosh you go back oh. and look at clone wars from when we saw it the oh, movie it looks like awful. a ter- it looks oh. like a terrible video game yeah. i look at it now like, I'm, I'm not even like i'm looking at the animation these characters look great i'm also looking at the cinematography i'm like this is amazing as well yeah like the way they set up shots and like they have like tracking shots wide shots it's not just like here's who's talking here's what they're looking at Here's who's talking. Mm-hmm. It's like, like with the scene, like, so like whatever, like Caleb or I keep calling him Caleb because he's Caleb Dune at this point in the timeline. But so Kanan runs into the woods and Hunter's tracking him with Crosshair. But like while like this is going on, like Order 66 comes through and all the clones just like gun down 
the master and the bad batch like what 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 are these what are these guys doing like why are they doing these orders but then the only one is crosshair he's like he's kind of like he's like i gotta i gotta find the jedi and then like because like of all the characters to like be influenced by order 66 crosshair would make the most sense because like he's 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 the easiest one out of them to make a bad guy like Mm -hmm. you can't really turn tech into a bad guy because he's just this little nerdy dude always on like his data pad and um wrecker is just this, he's comedic relief so you're not about to take him and throw him a bad guy and echo's already kind of been a bad guy like when he was on skeko minor mm-hmm. with the separatists and he's redeemed so you're not going to make him the bad guy and hunter's like the lead character of the series so you're not going to make him a bad guy so it, by default is going to be crosshair and given his personality it makes sense because he's like this the silent guy with a toothpick in his mouth who snipes people come on like you tell me that guy's not going to be a bad guy at some point in the show well, yeah, and the way he looks as well, because he looks a lot older than the other clone, the other yeah, bad like batch members do. Clint he, Eastwood, just mm-hmm, with really jaded thick. Clint Eastwood with his ta- face tattoo, like Mike Tyson. I and also from seeing the trailers, I had a suspicion that he was gonna have a difficult time with Order sixty six just because of the lack of screen time he had in the yeah, trailers. And I was I was always a little concerned about that, but I want to talk about what I think is gonna happen with Crosshair later on i don't want to get into that just yet but yeah so we see them chase after kanan as you were saying and kanan and hunter have a little confrontation by this cliff waterfall thing and hunter and, but has at this no point, idea like crosshair is just opening fire on this kid he's like i gotta shoot he's like he says good soldiers good soldiers follow orders and immediately mm-hmm. you're just sitting there like I'm thinking back to Tup. Yeah, I'm thinking back to season six when it happened with Tup. And I, oh, come on, Dave. Why are you doing this to me? Come on, Dave. But so Crosshair, not Crosshair, Hunter and Kanan are, Hunter has no idea what's happening right now. He's trying to reaffirm to Kanan that they're his friends and they care for him. Kanan just watched his master die and all of these clones are now chasing after him. So he doesn't know what to do. And his master told him before she died, don't trust anyone. So I don't blame him for running away. It makes sense. No, I don't and Crosshair either. was like you said, Crosshair was trying to murder him, so this like kid. He sees his buddy. Yeah. He's just someone else on his car. He's like, why should I believe you? It's like your, your, your pal up there is ripping sniper bolts at me. Exactly. But so Kanan escapes. We know this cause he's in rebels. So it wasn't that concerning for me. I always knew he was going to make it, but so Kanan escapes and Crosshair is sort of questioning Hunter He's asking, what's up, man? Did you, did you kill him? Hunter's like, yeah, he he fell in the in the canyon in the river waterfall. So he's gone. And classic crosshair is always suspicious being he's the like, bad guy. He's like, oh, really? It's like kind of funny because uh, when people fall, normally you look down, not across the ravine at the other side. And you're just like, not going to lie, that's pretty good. Yeah, so, that's, that's a very fair point. You kind of got me there. <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, kind of caught red-handed. But so we then cut to a familiar planet then. Oh, dude, I, I'm such a sucker for Camino. I'm like, I just, I'm always happy to see Camino. Like, listen, more Camino is good content for me. <laughs> exactly. So we're like rounding the edge of the Clone Wars going. I'd still consider this Clone Wars just because of how recent it is still. But we're rounding into the original trilogy content now. Well, so it's, it's like, yeah, we're close to the Galactic Civil War. It's like post-republic formation of the empire before like kind of everything goes bonkers yeah but so we're back to camino and right away from the get-go we're already seeing the empire 
take its yeah. place immediately. They're asking for clearance codes before the Bad Batch can even land their ship. And they're, the, the Bad Batch say to themselves, they've never done this before. Why are they asking for clearance doing? codes? And I, I was kind of hoping they'd be like, it's, it's an older code, sir, but it checks out. It's like, I kind of wish they said, like, oh, we'll transmit an older code. And guys, but that'd be a little too on the nose. Exactly. But so I heard that and immediately I thought, oh, man, we're going into M- Imperial stuff right away. And then once they get on Camino, we see shock troopers. And that's when it sort of hits me. I'm like, damn, yeah. the Republic is gone now. We're, well, we're in the nobody- Empire. And nobody on, well, I guess, I guess it was like that in the Clone Wars, but nobody on Kamino had like painted armor. It was all white or they were either white troopers or they were shock troopers. It was like mm-hmm. normal. So you're like, oh, okay, well, there's yeah, nobody, that, there's, no arc, you, there's no arc troopers anywhere. There's just like regular soldiers or shock troopers. And you're like, okay, well, this is looking very Imperial-esque. I miss that actually. It's because now that you say that there's only, when it gets to the Galactic Civil War, you only have shock troopers who are with Palpatine yeah. or you just have stormtroopers. And then I guess so, like sand troopers and snow troopers, but there's no like color designation on any of the helmets. Yeah. You don't have the 501st, 332nd, 212. <sighs> you don't have the different battalions, which you can identify. Star Corps, 101st attack battalion, the wolf hey, pack. Shout out the boys. The 90s, the first boys. recon of the core. Oh my God. You and I could go off all day. Talk about the grand army of the Republic, but I know I apparently this is a little side note, but apparently back in, elementary school carson was saying i was assigning everybody ranks from clone wars and he said to me i was surprised you knew all of them and i thought about it i was like i'm not really surprised i knew all the clones and the different divisions that there were with them but he always mentions it to me now and he had said that i gave him commander gree and i just seeing it now where we're in the galactic civil war we're in the we're in the empire's age now it's kind of sad not seeing all the divisions that we know and love but i mean yeah. can't do anything about it i guess but so bad batch is now starting to figure do. out what's happening with order 66 and what's happening with the empire and we hear them say that they're trying to keep the regs in line that's what the bad batch say i kind of like that they have that sort of yeah there's there's a line between yeah. them and like the regular clones that they say the regs it's not I like it. I think it's kind of fun, playful humor against it. But there was yeah, one line that they that they said. So all the Bad Batch members are experimental clones, which makes sense. And I was curious how they were going to do this with Echo. How they because he was an he was an original clone, but after yeah, he was the regular. events, yeah, after the events at the Citadel, and he got blown up and went to Skako Minor then and served for the Techno Union. I was curious what happened Watt with Tambor. his inhibitor. What ha- yeah, Watt Tamper, my favorite member of the Separatist Allegiance, but can't do anything about it now. Homie's gone. But Watt, I was curious Watt what they're doing with Echo. partied a little too hard. <laughs> he partied a little too hard on Monster Fire and just keeled over. And rest in He's peace. gone. But with Echo, they had... One of my it was my favorite callback in the whole show. Yeah, I agree. Tech had said Echo is now more machine than man. And immediately when I heard that, I was like, Dave, Dave, you have to be referencing all these different Star Wars eras. And I love you for it. This is so cool. Yeah. And Echo's just like, oh, yeah, I guess I kind of am. Poor dude. He's got like a (laughs) screwdriver for a hand. He's just like, yeah, I guess I'm a a robot. (laughs) He's yeah, like, I, well, when we get into them doing their training, I 
because they were fighting with their fists at some points and and yeah, I'm like, he's got, a, he's got a screwdriver. I'm like, what are you going to do? He's like, let me, let me I was in your head right there. I thought that was a little goofy, but, but yeah, so the, the inhibitor <laughs> chips don't affect any of the bad batch members, except for we see it sort of, as we mentioned, we see it sort of having its a effect crosshair. on crosshair, which makes like sense because, and stuff, yeah, they yeah. still had, I think they still, ha- they haven't said yet, but I think they still had their inhibitor chips, but they don't work really because of crosshair. their genetic. Yeah. Yeah, their genetic mutations and what they did to them. But Crosshair is still experiencing the effects of them, but he hasn't really done anything yet to warrant him as a bad guy. At least at this point, at this far into the episode. Later on, it's a different story. But but with Echo, he's more machine than man. And the other Bad Batch members, they they didn't commit Order 66. Crosshair is a bit in the gray area because he was shooting those bullets at canaan but yeah but it's not like it's like you kind of know it's not him doing it. it's the inhibitor chip which is the worst part exactly although his, you know, his attitude doesn't really help his case but you know it's how it yeah goes. but so then we go into one of my favorite scenes that happened in revenge of the sith that is now adapted in the bad batch clone wars part two dude oh my god speech. Oh, dude like listen i at least like mm, once every two weeks, I'm like, I just, once every month, I say it's about once a month. I'm like, I just, I, I got to watch Palpatine just go on a complete Shakespearean ramp monologue in front of <laughs> the entire Senate. And it's kind of cool because like the, because like, if you think about it, like it's, of course it makes sense that it's broadcast about the entire galaxy because you only see it in Revenge of Sith, like in, you're like, oh yeah, cool. It's in the Senate and it's da 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 da. But then like, like all the clones on Communion, like, oh yeah, you have a, we have a rally at 1500. There's a briefing at 1500. Like, okay, so they show up and all the clones are lined up and like he's just he's giving his speech in all of his glory. They're just like he's like that amazing Jedi will be hunted down and defeated, and yeah. they're just like clones are going nuts, and the record's like, oh my god! <laughs> well, when he says when Palpatine says the attempt on oh, my, my life. life. I heard that and I was I was so happy. I they kept it and they didn't cut like stuff out of it. They like kept it as no, it was. It was the full speech and it it was weird because when they played it, they didn't have the music that was going in oh, Revenge dude. of the Sith, which the music in Revenge of the Sith when kind he gives that speech, it. it elevates it. But still, hearing it even without the music gave me chills because good, then yeah. after he got done giving the speech, all of the clones that were in that facility where he Just had given right. it on the hologram. It's like they a rock crazy. concert. They're just like, hell yeah, let's go. Big they, sheave. They were happy. And I was like, this is crazy because I don't know if this is like the clones actually thinking this or if this is the inhibitor chip. I don't know which part of this is now if I were taking over. Venture, I guess it's probably the inhibitor chip because like think about it beforehand. Like none of them were like exhibited like any outward loyalty towards the chancellor. Like there weren't just like, oh, yes, Chancellor Palpatine. <laughs> You've saved our lives. We are eternally grateful. It's not like that. I think it's more the inhibitor chip than anything. Yeah. But it's just seeing that speech again, all this revenge of the Sith stuff that they're throwing in is just always heartwarming. But then we get to a big character's arrival, original trilogy character, Rogue One character as well. Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, Oh God. He's Okay first thought he the so like the ship like the shock troopers are lined up like like oh we have a we have an arrival from someone it's like he pulls up door opens why on god's green earth 
where his legs so, so big. big. Yeah, I saw that. And <laughs> I'm I, like, what? I he saw that. I thought, man, Tarkin's kind of got a dump truck right now. He's yeah, he didn't with, even, like, his quads were just enormous. I'm like, what is he doing? Just like front squatting the entire way there. Yeah, I saw that, and I. It's funny that you mentioned it because now that you say it, I remember it. But at first, I was just like, oh, that's kind of odd. Whatever. Dude, immediately, I'm like, what? in the world am i looking at i'm like because like tarkin is a skinny guy he's like this thin british guy he's like mm, hello there let me need to uh, re- 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 look at the clones and then like you just see his legs he looks like he's just like hey, my legs didn't skip leg day i guess i mean no he only did it i think <laughs> but so when tarkin arrives he meets with uh the prime minister of camino and now say and Nalasu. I thought it was Nalasay. Oh, well, it's Lamasu. He's the prime minister. Nalasay. Ah, Went from okay. a bad guy to a good guy, which is kind of yeah. cool. Later on, we'll talk about that. But so Tarkin meets with Lamasu. Lama. Lamasu, the prime minister, yes. Lamasu and Nalasay. He meets with them and he talks about one of the more interesting things that I thought about. He talks about ending the contract with the Kaminoans and ending their clone production and i when they we started knew talking it happened about, like well, we it, knew it was gonna happen but like we didn't know like why it happened yeah he kind of explains it it was interesting because i didn't think that they were going to talk about that because i always i always remember the interviews with dave filoni and george lucas where they talk about banking storylines that they had for clone wars and how dave said to him george kids aren't going to care about this like no one wants to hear about it so the fact that they talked about ending the cloning contract with the Kaminoans and actually specifically addressed it i was kind of like this is cool because i didn't really know what they were going to talk about i thought it was just implied but the fact that they flat out state it is interesting to me i feel like they have to because like like yeah like star wars is for kids yada 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 but like they're not like completely blind to the fact that like 20 some year old kids are, are, listen, are, are watching the show because they watched it when they were like eight. eight. I, yeah. Cause Clone Wars season one, I vividly remember it was in like fourth grade. The first season came out and I was just like, this is the coolest stuff ever. But yeah. So like, I think they're not like completely blind. Like it's like, we're, like it's, if they didn't say anything about it, you and I'd be like, well, why, why are they stopping? Like, well, why are they stopping? Like we're like furiously looking on Reddit and everybody's <laughs> trying to put in their things. Oh, I think they're doing it because of this. I think they're doing it because of that. And they're like, okay, well we have to kind of like give them a reason. Cause canon nerds are going to lose their mind well that's one of the nicer things about clone wars too because we say this all the time with clone wars and another one of another one of our favorite cartoons young justice they grow up with you as we got older so they don't yeah. just stay like a kid the show, show aged with you yeah mm-hmm. i mean they can still be watched for watched as a kid but even when you get older the show is still enjoyable to watch even as an adult so that's what i love about <laughs> it because they talk about those specific things like ending the contract with Kaminoans where eight-year-old me might have missed that and gone Which over my head. But been like sitting there just like, okay, cool. Talking, yeah, this da, is da, cool. Da, da, da. I want to see them fight again. But 20-year-old yeah. me appreciates the fact that they did that. And he starts talking about then recruiting stormtroopers and we're getting more into the Imperial era that we're entering and how it's cheaper it's for them cheaper, to not. Yeah. yeah. It's like we're going to save so much more money if we just don't clone people we just start recruiting them we don't just completely abuse Django fed's dna and just pump a billion off <laughs> of him he just yeah, he has like 20 million Fett dna is just like just like dude oh my god i'm really tired now can we please stop <laughs> but yeah poor Django. 
But so then Tarkin wants the Kaminoans to warrant or he wants them to prove why there should be clones. So we go into a battle simulation then with the Bad Batch. Clone Force 99. Come on. Like Clone, Clone Force, Force 99. 99. Shout Whatever. out. Shout out the boy. Rip the homie. Yeah, Rip the homie. 99. Rip the homie 99. Have a moment in silence for him. Good. All right. That's enough. Okay, we're back. Going. All right. We still, got a lot, we still got a lot to talk about. We have so much more to talk about. <laughs> but um, so we they have a battle simulation with Clone Force 99. And they first bring out, uh, was it? It wasn't the droids. It was, oh, it was these weird floating yeah, it was like floating the, droids. Just, it, yeah, they didn't really prove any challenge no. to the Bad Batch. It was easy enough for them to make short yeah. work of it. But after they easily get through the first test, the second test they bring out, and they bring out different These battle new- droids. Yeah, and I added this to the show notes. So they they look like dark troopers from the Mandalorian. They look like early mm-hmm. iterations of dark troopers because like. I guess I think they were supposed to like simulate that too. Cause like they're shooting them with training bolts and obviously like it wasn't affecting them. And like, they were like just absorbing, but it was very similar to like when they were fighting when, um, in the Mandalorian at the end of the second season, when they're like shooting at these dark troopers, it's just bouncing off their armor. And they're like, Oh crap, we can't do anything to them. Mm-hmm. So we have to come and then obviously Luke Skywalker shows up and goes goat mode, but exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's, so it's funny that you mentioned that as well, because, I'm curious if if these droids were dark troopers, if they're in, in early iteration, because what was the uh, the doctor's name in the Mandalorian? Oh, I Do- Dr. Pershing. It was. Yes, Dr. Pershing. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah, this yeah. stuff. We should we should know this. Our podcast was about Star Wars and yeah, Marvel and DC geek stuff. I remembered it, though. It's OK. I'll save us from absolutely obliterated by other people how did you not know this dude okay there's gonna be like maybe 10 people who are gonna listen to it one of it's gonna be dad and half of it are gonna be my friends who aren't even listening to it they're just playing it so we get views and we can get paid (laughs) (laughs) well we'll worry about that later but so dr pershing he had said in the mandalorian i remember this he had said that the final i don't remember his exact words but he said the final error for the dark troopers was having people actually be the dark troopers and making them into droids. So I'm curious yeah. if these are like the, f- the very early dark troopers were droids and then they switched to phase two dark troopers who were people in them. And then the phase three that we see in the Mandalorian were the they final droids that we see. Yeah. yeah. The final ones that could only be taken <coughs> out of taken out with lightsabers and uh Mando's spear. What was that? Beskar. Beskar. Yeah. Beskar. So I, I don't know. It'd be cool if these were dark troopers, but like you said, again, they started using live rounds against the Bad Batch because they were using stun, like, stun rounds, okay, and bro. it wasn't a challenge. So Tarkin says, let's pull out live ammo on See the Bad Batch, and Wrecker gets hit by it, and he's out for the count. He's laying on the ground, and the Bad Batch are like, what the hell is happening right now? Yeah, they're like, so, so there I was, live rounds being shot at me from all directions, our biggest guy down on the ground. <laughs> But so we see them because they only have stun bullets and they're trying to find a creative way to actually take out these droids, dark troopers, possibly. We we see them try and come up with creative ways to take out these droids for their training product, for their training that they're doing. And it's all it's always so much fun watching them do <clears throat> their different tactics and routines that they have, because with clones, they kind of do the same thing. It's kind of normal yeah, code like, follow these hand signals 
Well, it was funny because match. like when they did the hands, because like, well, they did. Hunter's like, <laughs> Hunter's like, hey, Tech Record, he does like these hand signals. And Record's just sitting there. He looks at Tech. He's like, why are we using hand signals? He's like, He's like, well, you should memorize the hand signals. Like, I don't want to memorize the hand signals. He's like, well, then you would know what we're doing. He's like, do you memorize the hand signals? Yeah. Okay, well, what are we doing? We're doing what we did in Fallujah. Well, why didn't we just say that from the start? <laughs> well, then did you see what he did after? He looked at Hunter and he just gave him a thumbs <laughs> he's up. He's just like, just like, cool, I got it. <laughs> yeah, that that was really funny. But um, it's all yeah, it's just always fun watching them try and do their their creative combat tactics that they have because they have stun bullets and they're trying to figure out how to take them down so they figure out a creative way to take them down but the my favorite way that they did was uh what did he say i think he said to wrecker he said wrecker throw up your knife oh crosshair said yeah i'm kind of glossing this over really poorly right now but he said crosshair says to wrecker throw up your knife knife and he just goes throws it up in the air Shoots oh. the knife, and it land. It hits hits completely the knife. domes, just domes the last, the last Geronimo's. Oh my god, he it was oh, oh, it, oh my goodness! Like they showed that in the trailer multiple times, and I was always like, oh, this is cool, I like that. But yeah, actually seeing like, it in the show was a completely different experience. Yeah, it makes yeah. it so much more enjoyable. But so they make work of their second simulation that they have with live rounds that they had no idea was actually going to happen. And then Tarkin sends them to Onderon where we meet one of my lesser favorite characters in the star Wars canon. <sighs> Sagar- well, it's kind of weird. Cause like Sagarera from the clone wars and Sagarera of rogue one are kind of like two completely different people, which is like fine. Cause like in rogue one, they're like, Oh, he's an extremist now. And like, you got forest, um Whitaker, Whitaker just being like deceptions he's just hobbling around and screaming like a I mean he's kind he's a like he's obviously suffering from PTSD because he's fighting the Empire his whole life but like it's just I don't know he never really spoke to me but like I mean it's cool I understand what he's doing like he's got to fight people from taking his home and that's what you kind of see when they show up because like Tarkin tells him like go to Onderon and d- deal with the insurgents like oh cool we got to go fight some droids it sounds awesome like the they're like they were even saying before they left like records like oh my god look at all the explosives they give us oh, i love the empire because they like they're like it's basically like the military being like oh you want to you want what's giving you a blank check it's like here here just go use whatever you want for so they show up and they're like looking and it's all of a sudden they see like there are no droids here. Those are people, like women and children. And then you see like Crosshair just like zoomed down on this poor old lady's face, ready to blow her to smithereens. He's like, just give the order. And they're like, hold up, yeah. hold up, hold up. He's like, come on, just give the order. Come on, you're not following the orders. And then- <laughs> yeah, he kept saying because they thought that they were going to fight separatist insurgents or someone like that, and they're just people. And yeah. Crosshair has his scopes in on an old lady and he's getting ready to shoot and he keeps telling hunter to give the order and we start to see him kind of yeah, go down a dark hole where he's like you know, like he's like come on hey inhibitor. you're not following the orders and they're all like we've never followed orders why are you all of a sudden having an issue with this right now <laughs> yeah it it's sad because we're we, we're starting to see him fall to his inhibitor chip and it's kind of sad seeing him it happened to him just because of how long it's taking him to fall to it because he's sort of conflicted he was more falling for the dark side of it and not really 
listening to Hunter and trying to kill Kanan and want to follow orders that the Empire gives him. But it's just sad seeing it like slowly take its toll on him because he seemed conflicted with it. As when we get back to, um, we get back to the Camino base and we see the bad batch locked up because they did not actually do what they were sent to Andron to do, which was to kill the insurgents because we start to see the insurgents actually form the pre rebellion rebellion. Yeah. They're like, we gotta, we gotta head out. We gotta go somewhere else. You can make your choice. And Crosshair's like, well, I want to kill them all. And Hunter's like, he's like, oh, hey, hold up, easy there. Like, let's hear yeah. what they got to say. I mean, like, well, because like um, Tarkin calls them like they're separatists, and like we showed him like, well, we fight for the rebellion. It's like, well, I guess technically now they are separatists because they are fighting against the empires, which would mm-hmm. de facto make them a separatist of the the empire which is a re- which was a rebel so like, i guess separatists went from bad guys to good guys so i i thought that was funny because it's still the separatist alliance has had no chance to reform and become the rebellion sort of because that's what the separatists sort of become in a way if you pick, yeah the like, separatists become the rebellion because like this that's what uh um cassian andor he's like yeah he's like i was he was a separatist and then he was a rebel because like he didn't like the re- republic and then he didn't like the empire so the empire so it's just it's it's funny watching what originally was the bad characters become the good characters but they're still kind of bad from the clone Wars. so it's like bad guys versus bad guys it's just good guys bad guys i don't think it's so black and white <laughs> he's <laughs> a machine partner what a great what a great character yeah he's but, so cool so we get back to Camino, where the Bad Batch then gets locked up for not doing their their duty, which was to kill the insurgents, which were the pre-rebellion Onderon characters that we saw, the old lady with Sagrer and his extremist group. But they get locked up, and we keep sort of jumping over this specific character up until this point. Yeah, this is I, I I wrote this down as like I want I want to talk more about her, but so there's Omega, the this little girl on Camino, because like you see her in the beginning, like when Pal- Pal- Palpatine's given his glorious monologue in front of the entire galaxy, but you see this little girl like kind of by all the um, Kaminoans, like she's there, and then like she disappears, and like I wonder, what... and then they say it's like we have five, we've made five genetic genetically modified clones of Django Fett and like Tarkin thought it was the five was the bad batch, but Echo is more machine than man. He's not he was a regular clone. So the the fifth one is Omega, this little girl. And you don't really know whole we don't really know a whole lot about her. She's just like she works as a medical assistant, I think, for Nalasea. That's what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> but it's cool because she's also the first female clone that we've seen. Yeah, we haven't seen one. And I mean, there are theories about Omega, like Omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. So this might be the last clone of Django Fett, but I think it's probably the one we see, but there, I don't know if that's true because we, Targon's looking at a bunch of little babies and tubes when he's walking around Camino. So I don't know if that's entirely true, but she's an interesting, I I don't know. I've, well, I want to talk more about her at the end of this because I've. Yeah. There's a lot to say with her, but we sort of see early on, before the Bad Batch had left to go to Onderon, she had told them, don't come back to Kamino. They come back to Kamino, 
only to get arrested. And we find out that she, her experimental ability that was done to her, her genetic mutation was uh, heightened senses. She is height. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think they said she had heightened senses. I think it's kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know. She picked up that blaster and well, okay, well, this is kind of jumping into the further. Like when they get back to Camino and they get captured, <clears throat> Tarkin's like, hmm, pull that, uh, pull crosshair, pull that crosshair guy out and let's do some experiments on him. He, I think his inhibitor chip's working. So they crank up, they, they take him, they put him in this MRI machine and they just crank that inhibitor chip up to 11. He comes mm-hmm. out like a full regular clone, like just with some crazy sniping ability. And while the Bad Batch escape, because it's not like they're just going to stay stuck the whole Come on, they, they have to escape at some point. And like their crosshairs fighting. Dude, the standoff between Hunter and Crosshair was so cool. They're just mm-hmm. standing off, staring at each other. Like, are we really going to do this right now? And like their hands are on their blasters. And Hunter doesn't shoot. He's like, I'm not going to shoot this guy because we were on the same team. Like we were together all these years. I'm not going to shoot you. And Crosshair shoots and immediately like, okay, well, this isn't Crosshair anymore. Mm-hmm. So yada 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 they fight 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 and they get out and the i'm just saying omega she just she picked up that blaster and she hit a laser right on his gun and knocked it out of his hand so i don't know she might be the replacement to cross her i could be reaching right now but well in the trailers we see her have that mad the that bow that she shoots it's like that energy bow but yeah we'll see i thought they had said that she had heightened senses for like events that were going to happen i i don't know exactly i guess i might have to rewatch and see that again but um, yeah, that that standoff with Crosshair and Hunter, I was, I mean, it was intense. Like it was a good buildup, and I feel like the show is going to. I don't, I don't know how this show is going to end because I could see, I could see maybe the Bad Batch all dying at the end, but I feel like it's going to build up to them trying to get Crosshair to come back to yeah. the light, sort of, and realize that his inhibitor chip is taking over most of his. Like because motors. they're gonna they're gonna meet Rex at some point, and he's gonna be like, "Well, so are you yeah." Well, so then when the episode ends, the Bad Batch were going to the sector called J nineteen, and they say we know a guy. And there was two people I thought of first. The first one was pretty easy because I thought Saw Gerrera, We just met him in the episode, but what I'm hoping for is Captain Rex because we saw him that in the trailers be- and. <laughs> He was by far the greatest character in all of Clone Wars. Oh yeah, easy but, money. Well, Obi Wan's him and Obi Wan are tied. We'll give them the tie. Yeah, we'll, we'll give them the number one spot. But I really think that Captain Rex might show up because the next ep- I was going to say next week, but the next episode is this Friday, so we actually don't have to wait that long for it. But I. I really do think that Captain Rex is going to show up in this next episode because of the fact that they don't know really that he's because they assume that he's probably still alive because they don't know the events that happened from the victory and death episode of Clone Wars. They don't know that his inhibitor chip got removed. So they might they might he might still be there. It might be a little stretch that I'm saying this right now, but I think Uh that Rex is going to show up this week. I would be bummed I, yeah. if he doesn't, but I he's going to show up eventually. Yeah, he. Sorry, I'm looking. I was, we they, so we were talking sector J19, and I I remember there's this on this guy made this map of the entire Star Wars galaxy, and it's online. So I'm like trying to find sector J19. This is proving to be a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, it's not a name. It's just got names, not numbers and letters, but unfortunately. But so that was the behemoth of an episode of The Bad Batch, 70 minutes. Dude, okay. Do you have any major takeaways for it? So the end of the show, they're on the ship. They're like flying. Like this is when they say, oh, we know a guy in Sector J-19. Whatever that means. I know this in my heart. Omega is the heart of the show. You because she represents every kid the first time they first like saw Star Wars, like because like she's like, oh, I've never been in space before. Oh, this is kind of cool. And then like she's kind of walking around. It's like, oh, this is all new stuff. And like she sits down and like Hunter says to her, it's like, like, oh, we're about to jump to light speed. Sarah, he has her set up friends like you don't want to miss this. And like you see like the light speed bend around her eyes and they shoot into hyperspace. Like that is like every kid the first time they saw Star Wars like, what is this? This is kind of cool. And they jump in. You're like, what is this? This is so cool. She's the heart of the show. I love her character right now because she's like this. She's a little kid is like, she's like, I don't know. She's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm Mm-hmm. yeah I, but at first she, when i first met her before i knew that she was a clone and she was just there i was kind of annoyed with her i was just like uh i'm not the biggest fan but then as time went on i was like i like her she's starting to grow on me a little bit more when they went back the second time to camino to go get her i was like all right i can get behind omega i like her she's cool i, I think it's funny how we have echo and omega on the bad batch now i think that's kind of yeah funny um Side note, who, uh, no, okay, the medical droid that was examining. I was going to say this. Yeah. I was going to say, like, hold up, was this, this, what happened to the medical, yeah, EZ, that's the guy, because, AZ, um, yeah. AZ, yeah, because Fives just wipes his memory, right? Yeah, so when we last saw him with, well, assuming this is the same medical droid, because we saw him with Fives when Fives was on Camino trying to figure out the whole conspiracy behind the inhibitor chips. We saw AZ, an AZ droid, and in this episode, he said, my name is AZ, and then blah, a long blah, string blah, of numbers blah, yeah. after. And I was going to go back and just find the specific part in that uh, arc with fives to see if it was the same number. I didn't look it up because yeah, I, I was a little too either. lazy to do it. But I part of me wants to say that it is. I'd have to make sure it is. But that'd be kind of cool if it was just a little cool flat like callback to a previous character that we I, had. I think – I can't remember. Did, did the – did they like kill that droid or did he just wipe its memory? I think he just what I think they wiped its memory. I've and then I would I would venture guess it's probably the same thing because it's it's just like oh it's like poetry and rhymes. Mm-hmm. Oh the, classic George. Here we have a here it's, if we just use the same droid as uh, they had with fives, it's, it's poetic because it's it's echo and echo's like, oh I get get these droids off of me, but it's the same droid that operated on his best friend Echo or a fives. But so that was the the behemoth of an episode of the Dude, bad batch 70 so minutes cool. it was great because even though it was 70 minutes i wasn't really bored at any no part i wasn't it. halfway through it i was like this is like i was like oh it's gonna end soon and i looked I was like there's like 30 more minutes i'm like oh yeah exactly heck yeah I, the pacing was great throughout the whole thing because right away when the show started when it had that classic i don't whoever the person is that narrates the show that does like the intros for clone yeah. wars the guy who narrates they had that from the beginning I was locked in right away. I was like, I yeah. love this so much, but yeah, it's first episode. I mean, I don't want to rate it out of 10, but it's like, you we said, have to come up with our own specific. We have to come up with our own rating system. That's unique. That's not out of 10. Yeah. Out of 10. I, it was, it was an outstanding episode. I loved it. It was a great way to start May the 4th. May the 4th. <laughs> best, best day of the year.
But speaking of May the 4th, oh, I have a I have something fun planned for you today. I know. A year ago, you had a, a trivia contest planned out with a friend of yours at college where you your friends we were talking mad smack because he was like i'm like listen i know probably more i i don't go around saying this but like i kind of know when i walk in the room i'm like i probably know more about star wars than everybody in here but this my because my best friends know about it like i don't know my my one of my best friends is roommates he's like i don't know he he knows a lot about star wars i'm like okay i'll be the judge of that and then he and i started talking i was like oh this guy knows a lot he like He's watched the Clone Wars. He's watched Rebels. He knows everything. And so he and I were like, dude, we should have a trivia competition. It'd be so fun. So then he and I just start smack talking each other on social media. And everybody's like, what's going on here? Like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a huge. It's going to be a huge nerd fest. It's going to be he and I just going at it. We had a whole production thing set up. And so I I text you and I'm like, I need you to write Star Wars questions because none of my friends. They're like, oh, we could ask questions. I'm like, you got you guys aren't going to ask hard questions. I'm going to be honest. I'm sorry. I like you guys. You're all, you're all my friends. But like, you guys don't know. You guys know how to ask hard questions like my brother does. So you have, I don't know how many pages this document is. Cause you've said you like, I have like over 150 questions on this document. I'm like, good God. Yeah. So you had texted me and your friends had texted me saying we want to do this trivia contest and we want to do it. Like this was last year, but they said sometime in March, we want to do it like next week. So I said, just give me two days. I can get you 10 pages of questions in no time. I got it done in about four hours. Actually, I didn't need two days. But then COVID happened and you guys were never able to do this. So I've been sitting on this document that I've made of 10, how long, qu- how long? 10 pages 10 page. worth of, of Star Wars questions. I'm not going to ask. Actually, it's 11. My bad. I've added some as like Star Wars content has come out because I've kind of just thought, oh, it'd be fun. Just like ask you these sometime. But so now that we have the Legionnaire made, I thought now would be a better time than any to start asking you these questions. So the first there's the first two pages are some that your friends made. And then I was like, then the real questions start. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, these aren't really some that I want to ask, but I'm going to throw in one that they had to ask you and. I want to see if you're ready for this. I, th- yeah, I hope I'm, you I'm get all of them right because I made all of these questions from my own memory and like my thoughts. I looked up the answers to double check I was right, but all these questions are made from myself. I didn't Google them or anything. So, well, we, I've been saying you and I've been saying this forever. Like, we got our PhD in Star Wars before we we're even going to get our bachelor's degrees in exactly starts in college. So we've had PhDs in black belt and Star Wars since we forever so mom and dad are so proud of us <laughs> yeah this they're like oh great i'm so glad our kids have a podcast about star wars dad they're just like can we just have a cool ad like we're not playing football we got a star wars podcast <laughs> we're not athletes i always question why do i have such a which is such a hard time remembering things on exams and tests that i take but then with star wars someone asked me a like, question oh i know this right away like, oh yeah it's like oh who is that what what's the what's the what's the real name of the death star yeah ds1 that's where they got death star from sorry and i know that because it was on the vault on scare if it's under the ds1 file and they're like huh and it's like nah, don't worry you about get it. it you're not a star wars fan you didn't get it <laughs> but so yeah all these questions are made from my memory and i'm i i think you should be able to get all of them there's a couple that i made that i think will be hard for you but we'll see god i hope so jeez you ready for what it? If I just biff, what if I just biff all of these and I just look like a complete clown on our own podcast? Like this guy doesn't know Jack well, Squan. Then we'll be a one and done podcast. 
Well, it's been good, Phil. It's been good, folks. We'll <laughs> see you never. <laughs> so, the first question. What species stole the planet to the second Death Star? Oh, the Bothans. Come on. The plans? Yep. Come yep. on. I, I, that was one that your friends had made, and it was just on the first page, and I thought, yeah, this would be easy. He should be able to get this. It's not that difficult. It's a T-ball question. The ball's right on the pipe for me to crack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, now we're getting into the more difficult ones, though, and Ooh. I... I hope you get these right, but I okay. don't know. We'll see. Stop hyping you, them. Just ask them already. Good God. You're making me nervous. Like I'm not going to know anything. Well, if you need a hint or anything, I can, but I'm going to, I'm going to see if you can get these. What was the name of the virus that Dr. Nuvo Vindi threatened to release on Naboo? Well, it's the blue shadow virus. All right. Just, just wanted to make sure. Oh, I thought I thought the, I was like I I don't remember if there's a specific scientific name, but I know it's the blue shadow virus. He's like, what is the blue shadow virus? I I was debating because when I made this question, I was debating who made the blue shadow virus or what was the name of the virus that Doctor Nuvo Vindi released. I decided to go with Doctor Nuvo Vindi because I didn't know if you would remember his name. I didn't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm glad yeah. you said it though. I did. <laughs> That sh- that was season one of Clone Wars, so I was I watched, old. Yeah, I was, I watched season one a few months ago, but I didn't remember his name. I just thought he spoke really funny. The planet Ilum was rediscovered after the Galactic Civil War became it, becoming which behemoth of a weapon? Dude, it's Star Killer Base. Come on, everybody knows okay, that. I- I don't know. Some people don't know this stuff, so I just well because they said Fallen Order because like well they, people had theories until Fallen Order came out, and then like you see them creating. St- I don't want to get into the sequel trilogy right now. I have so many issues. <laughs> yeah, different different date where we can different different time we can talk about that. Yeah, exactly. This one is more fun, actually. Who was the first to say hello there? The first. Okay, that's chronologically in the Chronol- star wars timeline not when the movies were released but when you start from episode one and you go to episode nine who was the first person oh, to say it god um is it's not obi-wan from revenge of this there's got to be something before him but what is it i don't oh god this is early early clone wars Oh, it's General Grievous. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they're on the, um, they're on, um, the malevolence. Yeah, they're on the malevolence. They're on the, he's like, hello there. And yep. it's just like, uh. season one, episode four. Yeah. Early Clone Wars. I, so technically, yeah, if you wanted to go with when the movies were released, it, it was, was Obi-Wan. Back in 77 when he sees yep. R2D2. It's like, yep, back in A New Hope. But I wanted to see if you knew when it came chronologically because most everyone... of people watching this have seen the meme of it's always obi-wan kenobi and revenge hello there great yep. scene not saying it's not but like listen it's overused everybody knows it's that. a little it's a little overplayed for for its day and age yeah the dark saber was first shown in use by whom uh pre vizsla okay okay, <laughs> okay. You're like, hey, God, I thought I had him on that one. Nah, nah, I know I didn't have you. John Favreau, who showed up and helped produce. Oh, God, I love John Favreau. Are you calling me on Discord right now? 
I? No. Yeah. Are you? No, I called no, you. I, like, I called I, you. I'm getting a call from you in Discord right now, which is why I asked. Uh, no, I'm not. I called you like, dude, I called you an hour ago. This is weird. Oh, well, my phone's acting goofy. Okay. <laughs> the Prime Jedi were the Prime Jedi founded the Jedi Order where? On um, Octo. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to get that one because that one was one of the more difficult ones that I had. <clears throat> well, it's, it's for the Jedi Temple. It's the first Jedi Temple. Come on, Luke. <laughs> you can see the Prime Jedi in the pool behind Luke Skywalker. I know. I know. I just, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Don't get mad at me. What event marked the end of the Galactic Civil War? Um, Is the Battle of Jakku. Oh, okay. So you know that. Dude, oh my god. I'm not an idiot. I've that's a battlefront two. That's from the campaign of Battlefront Two. Yeah, because you, you were the that. one who stole the you were the one who stole the PS. Okay, for everybody what listening. No, listen. That was at home. No, when okay, it came okay out. yeah. Well, okay, whatever. I was gone. Listen, I was gone at school and you're like, we I'm playing the Battlefront Two campaign. You're like, oh look, it's so fun. I'm like, oh cool. Don't I don't have anything for to play that. And then like, okay, then you go to school and you're like, well, I'm just gonna take this because I've put more money into it and I've bought more video games than you. I'm like, you little bastard. <laughs> okay. But I have said that I would. Str- I still need to buy Republic Commandos. I keep saying that I'm going to play that. Actually, yeah, I might do it today because today's made for it. We should get a Legionnaire Twitch account. And you could stream it on that. I could. You I should do I've that. Been, I could think get... of building a PC. I have this very nice microphone. So who knows? Maybe I will. But I, to be fair, I have said that I would stream games so you could watch me play yeah. them. You never really liked playing video games. You weren't a big That's fan a of lie. it. That's a lie. Depends on what it was. Okay, well... You don't like playing like in multiplayer lobbies online. So Bro, I'm garbage at multi. Okay, because everybody's been playing forever, and I show up, and I'm just like trying to have a good time, and you just got dudes just ripping shots at me. I'm like, come on, like, can I just like, can I, can you guys just let me try and do something for once? I'm I'm a big co-op guy because I'm not good at video games. <laughs> yeah. I like single player games. Don't you come at me with that crap? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I've been playing Battlefront 2 a lot more lately. Shout out to my roommate and his dad grinding that game out. We've been playing as Ewoks a lot lately. We, this is a little side note before I get Ewok back Hunt. to the question. Are you guys playing Ewok Hunt? No, but what we do is we, we play multiplayer. And when we do, all three of us will uh, play as an Ewok. And they have these horns where it's like, do, 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 do. Yeah. And we, we do this little music thing with each other where we do it. And it's it's just, it's a blast. I love it. We'll it sounds to- like a good time. We'll probably Dude, play I tonight. remember when Ewok Hunt came out. That thing was so scary. You and I would play. We turned all because it was like I was on home. I think it was like Thanksgiving break. We came home because it came out on like in October for like around Halloween. So we got in the basement. We turned all the lights on. We're playing Ewok Hunt. We're running around. Us. Oh, my God. That was a great time. <laughs> all, right, all right. Next question. Next one. Towards the end of the Clone Wars, who was the leader of the banking clan? Oh, oh, um, 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 Rush Clovis. Okay, you were a little slow to answer. There. I was thinking, well, I was thinking of the Munes, the guy, the guys with the big heads who are mm-hmm. the same species as Darth Plagueis. I'm like, oh god, I don't remember his name. And I was like, oh wait a minute, it's they, Rush Clovis. And yep. then we like learn more about Anakin and Padme's like low key, really abusive relationship, which is yeah. kind of uncomfortable about their unhealthy relationship oh it's so unhealthy both of them just don't look and anakin oh god we can that's a that's a that's a whole can of worms i don't really want to get into right now (laughs) 
Finish this line. If Skywalker returns. If, oh, which, um, okay, well, which movie is this? This is in Return of the Jedi, right? Oh, no, 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 no. This is, um, this is sequel trilogy quotes, isn't it? Are you asking oh, for a hint? If Skywalker returns, the new Jedi will rise. Correct. Snoke line. Come on. Mm-hmm. I was Snoke like, that could- in episode seven and early episode, episode eight, eight. Oh. is amazing. Before we get to his death in the throne room in episode eight, then I'm like, ah, but everything before that, I'm like, I love this. This is great. He should be Plagueis. He's definitely Plagueis. Wasn't Plagueis. He wasn't Plagueis. He was different. I made Snoke. Oh, God. Oh, God. Here we go again. I made Snoke. Yeah, it was different. Again, different date. We're going to talk about this. Who originally stole the Millennium Falcon from Han Solo? Um, Duquesne, who was stolen by Ankar Plutt, and then Ray had it. Mm-hmm. It was Duquesne. That was the right Duquesne. answer. I didn't that one I had to actually go back because I wrote that question out and I had Duquesne, but I was like, I know Ankar Plutt didn't have it. But I remember Ankar that Plutt stole it from Duquesne. Mm-hmm. This one I think you might have a harder time with. The Grand Inquisitor featured in Rebels held what role before the fall of the Republic and the rise of the Empire? Jedi Temple Guard. Okay. Dude, you come on. This man knows his Rebels. Well, it, it's like I watch like the we watch the important stuff from Rebels. So like, oh, the Grand Inquisitor. He was a Jedi Temple Guard at one point. Oh, the world between worlds. Oh, Vader versus Ahsoka. Oh, Maul versus Kenobi. Like it's, the rest of this is like, okay. <laughs> I under if you like it, that's cool. Good for you. I'm just not a just not a Rebels guy. Just not a Rebels guy. I'm an Empire guy. <laughs> Whose power coupling shorted during the Boonta Eve classic? Oh, Ben Quadraneros. <laughs> <laughs> I have in parentheses here as a joke. Ben Solo is named after this character, but yeah, not really. Ben Solo is named after. Ben I... Quadran- <laughs> there goes Ben Quadraneros power coupling. Dude, <laughs> listen, they should have been like those two like brothers should have been like both in like alien languages but like just like subtitles so it sounded cooler but they sounded like right the guy sounded like he's like oh and there is a little anakin skywalker down there it's like oh good <laughs> the Lord. two dual heads guy one spoke english i think and the other one, one didn't yeah <laughs> that was weird during the events of rogue one what ignition was used on the blast of jedda city and scarif single chamber ignition single chamber ignition uh, yeah, uh, uh, I thought it was a single or a quarter chamber. Something. It was a single. It was like a single, like something. Single reactor. Single reactor ignition. Mother. Ooh. I can't say it. All right, shut up. This man's tripping up right now. I had in the question which reactor ignition, but I was like, I'm gonna keep out reactor because he's gonna remember because Tarkin says that single I thought it was single chamber reaction. It's like oh single reactor ignition. All right, let's okay, I got one wrong. Let's calm down here. Well, another thing about um Tarkin that I just love is I love you may fire when ready. I just love that from Rogue One and A New yeah. Hope. I just a cool little callback. It's so nice of him too. I know he's he's polite. Like when you're ready, you can fire. It's not like Krennic where he's angry all the time. Yeah, Krennic is. Oh, I'm so sad he died. I want to see more. Hey, 
Andor. 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 Maybe, maybe episode two. If I get more questions, more, if I get any more questions wrong, we might have to call it quits and never talk to you guys ever again. Might be. We'll see. Who was the prime minister of Mandalore during the siege of Mandalore? During the siege of Mandalore? Um, Almi- or Almeida, or no, not um, 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 um uh, Prime Minister Almec. Almec. Oh, I was like, Ami- I was like, Prime Minister. I was like, no, 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 no. That's the guy in the Chancellor. That's, he's he's the guy right hand man of the Chancellor. Yeah, Prime Minister Almec, who's like, oh, I can't remember who it was, and then he dies. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> he's like, oh, I am such you, so useful to you. All of a sudden, he's just dead. <laughs> All right, this is... I, I hope more. you get I this got, one. Let's do two more. I got work to do. <laughs> All right. Who was the marshal at Mos Pelgo? Oh, marshal. Oh, dude, Mos Pelgo is such a cool spot, but it's Cobb Vanth. Okay. I don't know if you remembered your Mandalorian either. Come it's been on. a while. Cobb Vanth is the most beautiful Star Wars character that exists, and it throws me off that he's a marshal for a town on Tatooine, and he looks like he should be on... Coruscant fine dining but he's just like this ruggedly beautiful <laughs> handsome man in Boba Fett's armor way out in the outskirts of Tatooine alright the final question I think this is the hardest one that I've written oh, Great. who was the first Mandalorian Jedi to train on Coruscant oh it's the um, is it um, no not Paz Vizsla that's the other guy it's one of the Vizslas um is it Tar Vizla? No. Tar Vizla? Is that your final answer? Well, don't do this. <laughs> it's one of the Vizlas. Don't come. It's don't. Uh, it's um. Tar doesn't sound right, but it might be. It's not pre Vizla because there he said him. Paz Vizla is the guy in Mandalorian. That's who John Favreau voices. I want to say Tar, but I think it's wrong. Is that your final answer? Don't say that. Okay, sure. You're right. It is Tar Vizsla. Tar Vizsla. You, you, you doubt me. I get one question wrong, and you're like, <gasps> hey. you might get the rest of these wrong now. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. You're stumbling up here and there. I wanted to see. Listen, I'm you. on the spot, and this is about to go out to maybe five people to listen to. So <laughs> maybe five, maybe five million. We'll see. Well, I, we will we, probably err on the side of caution and say I'm, five. I think the first one will be dad. <laughs> he'll probably get like a whole five minutes in and be like yeah i didn't really know what you guys were talking about so <laughs> well those are just a fraction those are probably maybe like a tenth of the questions that i have written out if that <laughs> i but get the rest of them easy those were some of the more difficult ones you'll probably get the other ones fairly easy i don't know when i'll ask them to you but i'll definitely have a time and a place Unfortunately, we're a little short on time right now, though, so we can't talk about any of the new Marvel titles that were released. I have no. lots of thoughts on those. We can talk about that on our next episode. Yeah, you have a lot more thoughts about that than I do. You the, the show notes, you're like, I was, I was going a little in- on one of them. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't really care a whole lot about it. Yeah, I. We'll talk about that in our next one. I have different thoughts about that but we'll keep today all about star wars and being may the 4th may the 4th but look at that cal first episode of the legionnaire in the books wow one hour and 
11 minutes and counting. Look at that. We talked. This is only a fraction of the hours we've spent talking about this franchise to each other. We had both. We both said the first episode of Bad Batch is 70 minutes. We're going to talk about that for at least 45 minutes. We talked about it for 70 minutes. So, well, maybe not. So we've been, we've had this podcast running for 70 minutes. But we, I knew 70 minute first episode. We're going to talk about that oh, yeah. forever. But thank you for listening to the first episode of the Legionnaire. We have a lot of plans set up right now for where we want to go with this podcast. We just want to get into the groove of things first and feel more comfortable with co-hosting each other. Get that brotherly chemistry going. We already have the a brotherly love. I mean, to show that to all of you that we love each other. <laughs> He's actually not my brother. I've never met this man before yeah, in my yeah, life. I have no clue who this guy is. He just, <laughs> he just shows up on me. He just shows up at my house over holidays. He's like, hey. <laughs> but we just want to get into the groove of things, feel more comfortable co-hosting with each other. We do have plans to have guests on the show, but first we want to get- bring some serious viewership to this podcast and i am so here for it <laughs> well that's all we can say about that i don't know how we have the we have a guest landed and we don't even have a this episode has just come out yet but we have a guest in line we have things in the works right now we're gonna keep working but until then we hope you listen again and thank you very much want to send us out cal we are legion god i hope that was oh god oh. that's awful oh yeah. no nobody's gonna listen to nobody's gonna understand that rachel ghoul reference but okay if well maybe the people who played arkham city will remember it yeah so like none of our maybe maybe some god i hope somebody knows that otherwise i'm just gonna sound like an idiot you're like we are legion at the end of every <laughs> episode yikes i cut All that right. out but may the fourth be with you may the fourth be with you